Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Zach Cross Band are a four-piece from Rockhampton in Queensland who released the EP Times Like These last year. They have an album in the works and from it comes the new single Too Far Gone and Zach Cross himself is here to talk about it. Hi, Zach. Hey, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, now I'm going to start actually by talking about the guitarist in your band, Lachlan Plant, who is your younger brother's best mate. Yes. How did he come to be a member of the band? Well, uh, I've known Lockie for a long time but... Uh... I went around home probably four years ago uh, to visit mum and dad at the time and I could hear them having a jam downstairs and uh, pop my head in just to suss them out and see how they were going. And um, lo and behold, he he played Hotel California start to finish solo and everything um, absolutely perfectly. And um, he was only 16. So we, you know, I was playing the, playing the pub and club scene and, you know, we're doing our thing and um, just thought we better better do something about that. So we got him on board and he, he wasn't allowed to have any beers for a while, but uh, <laughs> now he's um yeah, now he's shredding it. So he's he's um yeah, trying to hold on to him as long as we can, I think. Um, how did your brother feel about that? Was he feeling like he should be in the band instead? Nah, I <laughs> I think he was happy to um, you know, you hear Lockie play and it just speaks for itself. I think I think he was just happy to uh, get Lockie out of his shell and on the stage and and uh, firing on all cylinders. <laughs> yeah, right. So you mentioned that you were p- playing pubs and clubs at the time. Was that a- an earlier incarnation of of the band you have now? Yeah. So me and another um, friend, sort of, it was probably from about twenty sixteen. We started playing, and then um, just got really busy really fast. And uh, it's probably three years in that we I sort of come across Lockie, mm-hmm. and then um, you know over the years, then then we got Bailey, and then we got Joey, and then we sort of got this dynamic that we have now. Mm-hmm. So your drummer is Bailey Connor. Um, was he already in another band, or did you know him from around the traps? Um, we sort of knew we knew of each other because he was in another band. We crossed paths a little bit. They were nothing like us, but um, he he sort of left them. I think it was twenty twenty, whatever year COVID happened. Mm. Um, he left them, and we sort of reached out after a couple of weeks, and again had a jam and um, hit it off, and and we sort of haven't looked back since, except for COVID, obviously. But the um, you know obviously made it through that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Joe, who is your bass player, Joe O'Shaughnessy, how did he join the band? Um, again, similar story, uh, probably a year and a half, two years after Bailey. Um, we, we sort of had bass players in and out, filling gaps, and um, and Joey sort of come on the scene and we had a jam with him again and had a few beers and then uh, haven't, haven't looked back since. He's um, He's been with us and... We sort of got the whole dynamic now, um, mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't really want to play with anyone else. But he, um, it took a while to get there, but we're here. I mean, given that you sing and play guitar and write songs, I suppose being a solo artist could have been an option. But what makes being in a band right for you? Um, 
I don't like playing by myself, to be honest. <laughs> that makes it easy. Um, but, you know, used to do that whole acoustic thing and go around and play, you know, everywhere you can. Um, but it's probably been three years as a band. Um, and it's just so much funner. This, this, it sounds better. The atmosphere is better. The, the people enjoy it more. The, you know, it's night and day, really. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, um, from what I understand, Bailey is the one who wrote the lyrics to your new single, Too Far Gone, or at least started off the lyric process. Um, what is the song about? Um, he was sort of sending me lyrics over about a three- or four-week period, um, just bombarding me with them, and um, over time sort of to get the picture of what he was trying to put down. And, um, you know, we've all felt similar feelings to that at one time or another in our life so we sort of um i sort of smacked it out in about 20 minutes you know sort of grabbed his ideas and a few of the lines and then just kind of rewrote it um to the way that i thought it should float or sound and um you know it's just that typical not heartbreak but more nostalgic throwback you know maybe the one that got away um and for whatever reason, she's floating through your mind again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we've all felt like that at some point. So <laughs> yeah, I'm coming together pretty quickly. Yeah. Are most of your songs written collaboratively, collaboratively or do you tend to do them on your own? No, none. Um, I've, ri- I've wrote all of them, uh, written all of them, except for this one with Bailey, and it just so oh. happens to be the first I guess, real single that we've put out. Um, it's gone well, so I'm sure he's happy, but um, <laughs> might put some pressure on me for the next one. But generally, um, generally, I've, I've always uh, wrote them myself. They're all, uh, especially the ones to follow, are really about my life or experiences or things that have happened. So there's... Um, I, don't know, I guess a lot of authenticity, but it's also uh, a little bit scary, I guess, for the ones to follow when it's literally your life on paper and everyone gets to hear it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start songwriting? Um, I've probably written songs my whole life, um, you know, 10 or 11 or that. I probably started knocking them out. They were definitely shocking, um, but... Probably seriously, four or five years ago, maybe I started really trying to dive into it. And I even think from the EP that we put out last year um, to the songs that we've done now, I do think the songwriting is a lot better. Um, I guess as you mature, you figure it out, you know. You write songs that you think work well at the time and then you go into the studio and you go, God damn, I didn't leave myself any breath. Um you know, so there's a lot to take on board, I guess, experience-wise once you do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I probably also don't write as much as other people, you know. I don't write 100 songs and, and then pick the, the top 10. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just get the ideas for a song or, you know, knock it out, the, the different parts of it over time and then, when I'm in the zone, they'll just come together in 20 minutes sort of thing. But yeah. um, I think that comes down to time too. It's always always busy. So 
when when you're creative, you got to tap into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned um, the, the songwriting changing a bit from the EP till now that you've developed your skills. The sound is a bit different as well from the EP to this song. Now, obviously, I haven't heard the rest of the album, so I don't know if, if that's that sound is th- throughout the album, but there was definitely more of a, a harder rock sound on that EP. Um, we, there's definitely more of that to follow, um, but it's probably done in a different way. Um I feel like, you know, the EP, the first songs that you really make, um, you try and find your sound, I guess, and we tried a few different, you know, I guess on the EP collectively they all had a sound still but sort of dabbled in different ways between those five songs. And I think by the end of it, we, you know, we found we found our sound and I think we knew it going into it. Um like No Tomorrow, obviously, on that EP is the heaviest song. Mm-hmm. And when we were recording it, um, you know, I said to our producer, Jared, I said, oh, man, are you sure? Like, it's pretty heavy. People going to like this sort of thing? Like, this is our favourite song, but are people going to like that? And he goes, no, man, it's going to be fine, trust me. And that's the one that got on the, uh, you know, on Fresh Country, on Spotify and all that yeah. um, without any help, really, so... I guess out of after that we took a lot of confidence away and went let's just trust ourselves because we like our sound and especially playing live too you know we have a obviously an extensive live background so we take that into the studio and, and I guess we end up with a heavier rocky country sound I guess. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned Jared and that is Jared Adlam your producer who has worked with Adam Brand, Matt Cornell, yeah. and a host of other people. What made Jared the right producer for you? Oh, that was a a real lucky uh, thing that we pulled off with Jared. We, I actually, the the quick long winded version of this is I had a fella come into work and ask me if I know Mick Lindsay. I'm sure who you know of, and uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He said, well, I'm friends with him. Um, I'll I'll put you onto him and see if he can't help you out. And uh, the long story short, spoke to Mick and um, he, he sent me through all these different producers and blah, blah to work with. And um, I, I picked who I thought would was the best fit for us, which was um, Gavin Carfoot. And uh, spoke to him and he goes, nah, I think you're going to be better suited to another producer that I know, Jared Adlam. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he was very busy at the time and blah, blah. And then. Um, gave him a call, sent him the demos through, and I, I think we went down a couple of weeks later <laughs> and um, knocked it out. And we, you know, I, I'm I'm really happy with how we're going, and we have all the, like I said, the rest of the songs for this album are done with him. Um, and I think we found our sound, and I think he's a big part of helping us find that too. Because as you know, every time you make a song, you can you can go down different avenues and different paths, but he seems to just siphon it and um and just kind of help us tap into what we're trying to find so when you recorded all those songs for the album did you have a sense of what would be the singles or is it only you know once once they were recorded you thought okay let's look at everything and choose um no I I knew going into it what I thought the singles would be in my head um having said that I some of it's changed once once we've recorded them i think certain songs have come out better than expected or or surprised us a little bit so 
you know, there's a few of them there that we we knew that were on the money, but there's a you know another couple that have jumped up and um, you know, and especially for radio too, you know, we can't go and release the heaviest <laughs> heaviest songs for radio, so yeah, um, definitely had that in mind as well. Were there any that changed quite a bit from your the time you wrote them, basically, and you, your idea of what they might be to the finished product? They probably do uh, most of them. Um, not all of them are so such a large change, but they all do change because, you know, between myself and the other three um, boys, they we all have a really broad range of influences, mm-hmm. and um, I'll have an idea for the song or I'll have it nutted out, I'll have the progression, I'll have the structure, I'll have the melodies somewhat in place and I'll bring it to them and by the time we finish jamming and out, it's different <laughs> and and it's it's usually better. Right. Sometimes we have to wind wind back a bit and we go, hey, let's, you know, we're, we're not playing live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, no, for the, for the most part we're, we're – we're pretty close on the money, but every time I give it to them, it, it always just we it has a new flavor to it. But I guess given that you do play live quite a bit, it, it, you might wish to try recording live because that is an option. I think we'll probably do a few live um, acoustic sessions next year uh, when we go back down and see Jared. I think we're going to try and do, um, I'm not sure which songs yet, but it'll probably still be the ones off this album. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they are already released or not is another thing, but I think we'll try and do that and um, just try and, I don't know, tap in and try something new. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, all four of you have different influences, uh, musical influences. What are your particular influences or which artists influence you the most? Well, I grew up uh, on Lee Kernigan being Aussie uh, and uh, Keith Urban. Garth Brooks, definitely my all-time favorite um no disputing that but then there's also the rocky influence um you know probably green day probably changed me life in uh probably would have been 10 or 11 um got that rebel street going and then uh, that progressed into like lincoln park and even bands like bring me the horizon and um you know i could just as easily be in a metal band if i wasn't in a country band so if you start throwing that stuff in, it probably makes some sense where we have a, a rockier element to SM. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a metal band? Uh, yeah, I dabbled for a while when I uh, I lived in Brizzy, uh, Brisbane for better part of a year and sort of joined a band down there, ended up moving home. But, um, you know, as much as I love that heavier music, I, I still think country is where my heart is and definitely, definitely home. I always feel at home when I come back to country. Yeah, right. Um, now, you've said of your music, I believe that everyone has something that they are going through. If we can use our music to help someone deal with that or get through something, then we have a genuine purpose in what we are doing. I'm interested in that idea of purpose. Is that something that's always been important to you? Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people would probably struggle with purpose at different times, um, especially, you know, when you're younger and you're leaving school and you've got no idea what you really want to do or what you want to set yourself up for. But music's something that's been in my, you know, with me forever, my whole life. And um, I don't want to go and play music, um, I guess, just because as fun as it is for us and we all, we all have a good time, I feel like 
music has always helped me as a person. Um, you know, different times in my life and I've struggled or, you know, I, I wasn't really good in school, you know, um, sort of got the good grades and that, but just really didn't enjoy it and whack those uh, headphones in and it just take, take me to another place, you know what I mean? I can I can concentrate, I can focus, I can calm down, I can amp up. I just think it's powerful and I think if we can, you know, tell our stories and, um, you know, maybe that'll help someone else too, whether it is, you know, upbeat or, or a more emotional one or a heavier sound or whatever. I just think, I just think it can help people. So if that's not a purpose, I don't know what is. Yeah. It's a fantastic purpose. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, your songs are about your experiences um, and also that you're not someone who writes, you know, multiple songs and then culls them for an album. So I'm wondering when you do write, um, if you feel that sense of purpose or maybe it's a sense of connection or potential connection to an audience that determines which of your experiences you're going to document. Yeah, I feel like especially this, you know, collective works in in this album that will come out i feel like it was really a four or five year period in my life that i probably just need to get off my chest more than actually considering what anyone else thinks um which probably makes it scary because <laughs> maybe people don't feel like that or haven't had those experiences but um you know <laughs> i just feel like it, it makes it a lot more authentic if you draw off those real experiences and i feel like if you do draw off them, it should be easily relatable to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, you know, you know, when I'm writing it, I'm thinking about where I'm coming from, but I am also conscious of, you know, as long as I'm not going on a tangent or it is, you know, somewhere in the ballpark for people, um, mm -hmm. it will be all right. <laughs> Well, and I think if you're writing from the heart and writing authentically about your experience, there will definitely be people who connect to it. That's part of the the beauty of of what you do as an art form. For sure. I mean, um, definitely. I definitely want to try and steer clear for the most part of those cliche um, lucky country songs. Um Having said that, I think the next song that we'll put out will probably be as close to that as we'll get. Right. Um, but it does make it hard too because you don't want every song to be uh, or or have heavy and so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, um, the band likes to play, well, the band does play a few festivals. I presume you like to play festivals because you've played quite a few and there are some coming up in January. What do you like about festival crowds? I find like festival crowds are easy because uh, they're already there. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to try and keep them. <laughs> and, and um, you know, you play a dud song, they all go for a beer. That's, you know, festival just fun. Um, that uh what's the next one we got coming up that'll be uh big beer in, in town here actually uh, big beer festival which is a good one you know because there's a couple thousand people in front here and um they'll stay the whole time and i feel like the more people 
the more people there is, probably the less, less nervous that I get. Um, it's yeah, it's probably back to front because I just feel like if, if you're giving me energy, it's so easy for me to give you energy and then, you know, we can party now. Yeah. If you go play something and there's a, you know, 100 people or something in front of you, I feel like that is tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I imagine the big beer fest- big beer festival is what it says on the tin. <laughs> there'll be plenty of beer, so they'll be, you know, they'll be ready for you, ready for a pretty, festival. Pretty straightforward. Beer, food, music, one yeah. night. Yeah. Easy. Uh, now you also get out on the road in rural rural Queensland quite a bit. What has been your most memorable gig thus far on the road? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, I guess trying to remember some of those hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're all memorable then. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty good. You have a few shockers, but um. I don't know. Generally, again, that that rural crowd's pretty good. Hey, like, um, I guess they probably don't get, you know, not saying that we're a good band, but they probably don't get good um, artists come through all that often. Um, so when you do come through and you do play somewhere, they usually really care, and um, they'll turn out and they'll come and support you. So um, I'd say something like the, the Boya Camel races was pretty fun. Um, Honestly, just a random night in Longridge or Emerald or something like that can just could be just as fun as anything else if the crowd's good. So it's really that's a tough question. <laughs> I think you've answered it very well. Um, and to ch- completely change the subject, um, I wanted to ask about the charity Our Rainbow House in Zambia, which the band is involved with. How did that involvement come about? Um, well, we just got hit up by uh, a lady um, by the name of Allison. If we want to come and play some, in, um, you know, play some music and entertain them for the night um, for one of their fundraisers, and um, I went, yeah, sure, you know, let's let's figure it out. She goes, well, I'm coming through town. Um, you want to, you know, let's go to the cafe and we'll grab some brekkie and um, we'll just have a have a chat. And I went, buddy, right, you know, like I've buddy never done that before. That's not usually how you book a gig. Mm. <laughs> but we went there and we had had a had a good yarn and. Um, and we ended up going out a couple months later to go and play. And um, um, as you obviously will know, uh, Casey Chambers is the ambassador for that. Um, and we've we've played two with her now. And um, that, honestly, those afternoons, those nights are just um, super moving. You know, um, I'm I'm really glad that Allison did inquire um, for us to come and play. And now we're you know I'm going to try and not miss it ever. So yeah, right. Well, it sounds like they were very memorable gigs, so maybe that's the way to answer the other question about memorable gigs. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, you're probably dead right. Um, and, again, to probably uh, contradict myself, those afternoons, there's only 100 people there and, mm. and they're all there to, um, you know, try to get them to um, to sponsor and, and put some money towards it and donate um, to help these kids. And um, listening to Casey sing for half an hour, 40 minutes to 100 people um, is probably, uh, uh, that's probably what it's really all about. I'll, I'll probably prefer that over the, you know, 2,000 people in front of you. Yeah, right. Not to contradict myself. But <laughs> it's yeah. a special special circumstance, though, I think. Yeah. 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 So you have these songs recorded for the album. I imagine you have some album release plans, but are there some singles to come and then the album? 
Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, we only put this one out a couple of weeks ago, but I'm, I go overseas next week for six weeks, so I've had to get all my ducks in a row for the next one. Right. Um, and I, so I, I do believe uh, we'll put one out in February sometime, a single. And then from there, I'll work, you know, we, we might put another two or three singles out through the year. And then I don't know if the album will come out at the end of next year or the start of 2025, but we'll figure that out. Um, you know, we'll we'll go back and do some more recording in the meantime as well. So we're just, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good motto generally. Um, Zach, it's been great to talk to you. The band's new single is Too Far Gone and obviously there are some more to come. Thanks very much for your time. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.